today we start a new series that we've called Life on the Balance. Uh, one of the things that we need to understand about the universe it is that God intended a universe to work on the principle of balance. You see, when we look at the, at the earth and we look at the, at the moon, when we look at the sun, we, we discover a couple of things. That God chose to place the earth, our planet where we live, in case you didn't know, uh, put it at the right distance between the sun and the other planets. You see, if God had decided to put the earth a little too closer to the sun, it would be way too hot. As some of you are already fanning, imagine that. If he had chosen to put the earth a little farther away... We will be in Michigan in winter every day. But God chose to choose the distance on the right place. See, the, the moon plays an interesting balance with the earth. Because see, every day the moon dictates how high the tide is going to be in relationship to the earth. So the balance between the tide and the earth is dictated by the distance between the earth and the moon. You see, God chose that this universe would be placed in such a balance that everything would coexist in a way that everybody would benefit. See, what happens in our planet is that regardless of where you live, regardless of where you come from, every place has an ecosystem. And all the animals, all the plants, all the, the, the people live in accordance to that ecosystem. I, I don't know if you've ever been in the island of Guam, but I've read that uh, uh, there was a time where they were infested by a, uh, called the brown snake. And what happened with the brown snake was that they ate all the eggs from the birds of the island. And today, they discover that it's the island with the greatest amount of spiders. Because there's not enough birds to eat the spiders. So they have an infestation of spiders. How many of you love spiders? You see? So, so, so there was a balance that was affected by this uh, uh, snake. And now the island is out of balance. Because something caused the ecosystem of the island to fall out of balance. See, God wants us, each one of us, to live under the principle of balance. That means that our life has to be in perfect balance. A balance that God designed us to live within. Because the moment that our life is not in balance, then is unbalanced. And what happens is that we begin, we begin to suffer because our lives are not the way they were intended to be. God wants us to live balanced lives. And this is a moment where I'll ask you to get your notes because we're going to go to the Bible. Let's go to the Word of God and let's go to Proverbs chapter 28 verse 2. Proverbs 28 verse 2. And it says, when a land transgresses, it has many rulers, but with a man of understanding and knowledge, its stability will long continue. What's the key word here? Stability. You know what's the opposite of stability? It's unbalanced, right? 
It's imbalance. When, when, when we have a problem of instability, it's because we can't keep our balance. See, a, a while ago, I was, I was uh, injured. In 2015, I had an injury. I was playing soccer with, my, soccer with my boys in one of the schools nearby our house. They have a huge field. And as we were running, I did not see that there was a hole in the field. A goal for a hole. And my foot went right in it. And as my, hole, my foot went in it, in the hole, it sounded like this. Like somebody pulled off two pieces of Velcro. Well, not yet. Uh, when I tried to get up, my foot was in such a pain that I could not put any weight at all on it. We went to the doctor. They, they gave me a couple of braces, one to sleep at night, one to walk around, one to put inside the one that I had to wear. Uh, and I had it, I had it for a long time. In fact, there were seven months that I could not play sports. But in the process, in the process, I was instructed to go to physical therapy. And you see, the beautiful thing about this is that the doctor, the medical place where I go, uh, I won't tell you the name, but it starts with a K and ends with Iser. Um, uh, <laughs> I went there, and every time I go, every time I go to that place to be checked out and, and why not, they always ask the same questions. Do you exercise? How many times a week? What kind of exercise? For how long every session? And every time I ask the same thing, and you know to a point that, really? You asked me that last time. I haven't changed. So when I got to the place, when I got to the place and I met with a physical therapist, she told me, you know, uh, because of your history, because of your, your, your uh, experience in exercise and, and your, your lifestyle, we're going to get you back to the place where you were. So it, it was kind of awesome because what I was doing there were exercises that you see professional athletes do in their trainings. And it got to the point that when I was jumping and landing and going from one exercise device to another, people there in, in, the, in, the, in the PT office doing their therapies, they were asking me like, why are you here? Because I was doing all these things. But for me, I was not where I used to be yet. My balance, I could not stand on one foot, on my foot that was injured. You see what God is saying that some of us, some of us need to go back to the place where we were. Or at least where we were intended to be by Him when He made us. So God wants us to experience the life that He designed, it, designed for us to live. You see 1 Corinthians 14.33, the Apostle Paul writes this. For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. Another version says of order, as in all the churches of the saints. Now let me ask you, is this a church of saints? Even though, even though you hesitated, yes, we are saints. We are chosen people by God. We are special people. And as special people, we got to live in balance. Now, this is the problem. This is the problem. And see, let me put it on the screen for you so you don't, you don't forget. Most people, most people tend to work on the public areas of their lives and let the private areas slide. See, see, we live in a society where appearance is very important. We like to look good in front of people. You see, uh, Instagram has helped us to develop a skill that is just 
amazing. Because see, don't you want to have the vacations that your friends on Instagram live? Everything is perfect. The lighting is perfect. The food is perfect. The drinks are perfect. Because we have developed the ability to show the world who we want to be. Not who we really are. So the things, the areas of our life that people can't see are the ones that suffer. Because we worry about the areas of our lives that people can't see. See, uh, what happens when we do that is that, uh, see, I, I grew up in a time where photographies were not instant. Do you remember those cameras? You used to buy the film with 24 or 31 frames. And you used to, to take the picture. And, and you see, what happened with those pictures, different than what happens today when you take a picture with your phone, because we don't really use digital cameras anymore. When you take a picture then, you worry about two things. The exposure to the light and the development of the picture. Because you know that if that, you took that picture, you would not know how good that picture was until you had it developed. And some of you are like, what is that? You see, and what happens when our life is lived, is lived according to what people can see, the external areas and not the internal, is that it becomes a life that is overexposed. Because only the external areas of our life are, 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 are present, are worked on, and becomes underdeveloped because the areas of our life that are internal, that nobody can see, truly are the most important. And what happens is that that life becomes unbalanced, overexposed, and underdeveloped. And the result, family, is that when we live like, like that, two things happen to, to us. The first is that we grow frustrated. Because we know that we are not who we're supposed to be. We know we're not happy. We know that it doesn't matter how many likes and how many pictures we take on Instagram, we're not going to have enough because we are unsatisfied. We want more and more and more because we still have a void. And because we try to fill that void by ourselves, what happens is that we get fatigued. We get tired. Because there's not truly a change happening in our lives. And we continue to be unbalanced. But family, this morning I want to tell you that we have an example. An example to follow. In Luke chapter 2 verse 52, we see the example of Jesus. And it says, and Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. I don't know if you see it here, but the growth, the development of Jesus was not only mental, physical, and spiritual, but it was also relational. Jesus grew a balance, lived a balanced life, and grew in a way that every area of his life was balanced. And that is our example. And that is exactly what we're going to try to share with you during this series. In the next few weeks, we're going to talk about different things. And the first, things we, the first thing we're going to talk about is that we need balance in our mental life. Our thoughts have to be led in the direction that will help us to be sane. 
And, and, and whatever fills our mind is where, we're, where we, our bodies will follow. You see, we are in, an, in a time where information is not at a shortage. I, I was sharing with, with some of you last week in the afternoon that I, I was reading an article about the amount of information that we're exposed to today. You see, and, and what this article said is that somebody who, who was born between 1980 and 2000, in two weeks, in two weeks, how long? Two weeks, has already acquired and been exposed to information that somebody who was born between 1900 and 1920 acquired in 20 years. So see... We have an abundance of information. There's a lot of things that can fill our mind today in a very quick time. So whatever we allow our mind to be filled by is what's going to dictate the rest of our lives. So we need, we need, to, we need a balance in the mental area of our life. Also, we'll talk about the physical area of our life. Are you always complaining about being tired? Or you're too tired to complain? <laughs> See, Dr. Kenneth Cooper said something really interesting. He, by the way, he is the inventor of aerobics, you know, in the 80s. Remember? The leg warmers? Uh, you remember. Uh, uh, he said that, that one time to his office came this woman. It was a 46-year-old woman, and, and, and she could hardly walk. She could hardly walk. And he, and he said, you know what, um, uh, what you need, uh, she had back pains and leg pains and all kinds of pains everywhere. And, and she said, what you need is surgery. But you have an option. You need to start to walk everywhere. And this woman said, well, what are, my options are surgery or walking. And the doctor said, yeah. She said, well, I'm going to try walking. So, so she got a, 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 uh, a treadmill to her, for her house, and as she put it in her house, in front of the TV, of course, right? That's what they do in gyms anyway, right? They put the treadmills and they put a TV right there. So, 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 so the treadmill was there, and she began to, to get on it very slow, and she was in pain. So she discovered that if she put the machine at, at a slope, a certain slope, her back pain would not hurt as much. So, so she began to walk on the machine and at first she would walk five minutes and then the next week went to 10 minutes and the next week went to 20 minutes and, and, and increased, increased, increased. How old did I tell you she was? 46. When she was 48, she ran a marathon. So yes, family, there can be changes in your physical life. And we'll talk about that too. Also, we'll talk about uh, the, our spiritual life, our spiritual life. You see, there's got to be a balance in our spiritual life between knowledge, growing in knowledge, and growing in grace. Let me explain that to you. A lot of us have grown spiritually in knowledge. And in knowledge means that we acquire all the right texts, we know all the right doctrines, we have all the right answers, but we have become judgmental towards other people who are not there at the same level. And because we've grown judgmental, we need to grow also in grace. You see, Jesus was not judgmental of everyone. He only judged and spoke harshly to those who thought they were just. 
Are you with me? Those who set uh, people on guilt trips and, and blame other people, Jesus blamed them. But for anyone else who honestly wanted to come to Jesus, Jesus was graceful. And see, some of us need to grow in a balanced spiritual life between knowledge and grace. We'll talk about that too. Also, we talk about our emotional life, our emotional life. You see, do you worry about things? Are you worried right now that the pastor might go too long? You see, some of us worry so much that our default mood is worry. But, but if we were to think about for a second that in five years, all those things that you worry about today will not matter, we would not worry as much. See, we need to understand that emotionally, we need to practice and acquire a balanced life and acquire self-control. We'll talk about that too. And finally, the last week, we'll talk about social balance. And I'm just going to ask a question. How are your relationships? That's why we're going to talk about it. So, so today, today, how are we going to balance our lives? The first suggestion that I have for you this morning, and this will apply to every week, is to take an inventory. Take an inventory. Take an inventory. You see, we need to learn to live honestly, especially with ourselves. And I have to ask myself this question. What area of my life is not balanced? Because see, if I continue to live my life and continue to lie to myself saying that I'm okay, that everything is fine, that, that it, my life is balanced, at the end of the game, you are going to have a lot of regrets. Things that, things that you could have changed, words that should have been said, relationships that should have been mended, diseases that could have been prevented. So... We are at a time that, that we have to be honest with ourselves and say, okay, this is what I need to change in my life. I'm accustomed to the way I live. I'm accustomed to the things that I'm doing in this area of my life. But it's time that we begin to change. It's time to live balanced. Because if we don't, we wasted our life. And remember, when Jesus came to this earth, his message was that he came to give us life. And oftentimes we think life eternal. But he said, and I want you to live abundantly. That means that the preparation for the eternal life will not begin in heaven. Preparation for eternal life begins on earth. And if you're breathing for a little bit, you will... Understand that that means today. So today your life in heaven begins. 
See, see, some of us live with the idea that once we go to heaven, everything is going to be perfect. And all the bad things that I'm doing here, when I get to heaven, will change. Oh, contraire. If you are not willing to change your life today, it's not going to happen in heaven. Now, in the mental area of my life, maybe I have to ask this question. Am I sharper than five years ago? Have I acquired more knowledge than the knowledge that I had five years ago? Have I grown cognitively from five years ago? You have to answer that question. In the physical area of your life, simple question. You have to ask yourself, how is my level of energy? In the spiritual area, how do I react to a problem? Do you trust that God is in control? Or you blame God for the things that are happening to you. In the emotional area, you have to ask yourself, am I moody? Am I irritable? Am I angry? Am I sad? What's your default mood? Because you see, this is the moment when we have to be honest. And in the social area, you have to ask the question, do I have somebody who I can count on? Is there somebody who can count on me? Proverbs 14.8, and this was our Bible text at the beginning. The wisdom of the prudent is to discern his way, but the folly of fools is deceiving. Let's read the first part again. The wisdom of the prudent is to discern his way. In other words, to figure out which is the correct way to go. So see, if we don't evaluate our lives today, we will never find out which way we ought to go. What are the things that we need to change? What is the correct path to bring balance to my life? So today you have to ask those questions. Otherwise, you will continue to go on the wrong path and it's going to be your destruction. So if you have trouble evaluating yourself, ask somebody else. They'll tell you exactly. And that, that means that you are really serious about changing. Now, the second, the second suggestion that I have for you, the first one is to take inventory. The second one is see, I was preparing you. Prepare yourself to change. You see, balance, balance does not come by accident. It's something that we have to work on. See, Ephesians chapter 5 says in verse 15, Look carefully then how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the best. You see, making. 
That requires an action. That requires thought. Make it the best use of the time because the days are evil. In other words, what, he, what, what Paul is saying here is that don't just live your life to see what happens. You have to plan your life. You have to plan your days because planning your life, it is the task that we were entrusted with. Because planning our life and living our life according to that plan is called stewardship. You see, we think that only stewardship applies to money because it's the main thing that every, every time we hear stewardship, we hear about. But see, stewardship is important with money because those are assets that God given us. But see, money, you can spend it today and make more money next week. But time, one time goes, it never comes back. So if you ask me, we have to be even more pressed to understand how to manage our life, our times, our days on this earth. Because we don't have an assurance of how much we have. You see, you can check your bank account on your phone right now and you know, you know how much you have left. How much money you have left. But your time. We don't know how much time we have. So if there's anything that we have to be concerned about is to spend in our time wisely. Now, oftentimes, we know, we've discovered, this is what I need to change in my life. And, and we accept it. Okay, this is what I need to change. And we know that we need to change that. We accepted that we need to change that. We're clear that that's what we need to change. But we don't change anything in our life to change that area. We expect that somehow, just because I know that area of my life needs to change, it's going to happen by accident. But see, it doesn't work like that. It was Einstein who said that trying to, to, to do the same thing over and over and expect different results is a definition of insanity. So if you think that's going to happen by accident, your change is going to happen by accident just by living your life the same way you're living it, you're crazy. That's what he's saying. I'm just quoting. I'm not saying. So, so by bringing your life into balance requires a change of habits. Change of habits. I, I have a friend. He's, we're about the same age. And, and uh, we used to play volleyball a long time ago and, uh, together. And I saw him just last week. And, and uh, the first thing that, that I caught my attention was that he looked very different than the last time I saw him, like about 10 years ago. 10 years ago, he was athletic. He was built, muscular. And seemed like somebody squeezed his shoulders and everything went down here. And when I saw him, I was like, I was about to say, what happened? But I guess right away he read my face and he said, Man, the last five years since I, would, since I got married have been brutal. And what happened was, it is a very simple answer. He changed his habits. He used to work out. He used to, to, to exercise. And he used to eat a certain way. Once he began married, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing by any way, shape, or form. What I'm saying is that his habits changed. You see, he, he didn't lose his shape one day overnight. It was a process. And after five years, you could see that he looked very different. 
So oftentimes we get discouraged because we begin to change. We try to change. We try to change our habits. It, but it, it's a week. It's a month. And we, we try to look ourselves in the mirror and we say, oh, nothing is happening. Forget it. No, see, what got there over five years is not going to go away during five weeks. It's going to be a process. It's going to be a, a time that you have to invest. Are you with me? She's with me. But see, this is the thing, and this is the most important part of it, because oftentimes we get discouraged because we think that we can do it on our own, but we can't. So that's why I'm going to suggest to you that we need to learn how to place Jesus at the center. See, Jesus is not only our example of balance, he is balance. He is the balance in the universe. He is the balance in the world. He is the balance for our lives. He is the balance for everything. And if Jesus is not at the center of our life, we are in deep trouble. Let me, let me tell you what the Bible says. Colossians 1.15. He is the image of the, invisible, uh, of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. So that means, family, that when Jesus is not at the center... Things go bad. Jesus is at the center of everything. And when Jesus is not at the center of my life, my life will begin to fall apart. Let me tell you a story. This story is called Genesis 3. Life was perfect. The universe was perfect. Creation was perfect. Humanity's relationships were perfect. There was a balance between the relationship with God and man. There was a balance between the relationship between man and nature. There was a balance in everything in the universe. But in chapter 3 of Genesis, something happened. Man said, I know better. And Jesus, God, stopped being at the center. That was the moment when humanity lost the ball. And for 4,000 years, for 4,000 years, the devil had the ball. But one day, one day, Jesus told the Father, Coach, put me in. And in that day, Jesus decided to come. Can I have the next screen? And when Jesus decided to come, he took the ball back. Because he was the only one who could do it. When Jesus came to die on the cross, he was the only one who could take what humanity lost and to bring balance. Not only to the force but to humanity, to existence, to the universe. Because Jesus is the center. He is the balance. 
And when Jesus died on the cross, he put all things right. He set the law right. He brought balance to justice. He brought balance to mercy. He brought balance to the relationship between God and man. He brought balance to the relationship with the universe. He brought balance to everything that exists because he became again the center and everyone who calls upon his name, everyone who comes to him, everyone, everyone to, who accepts his sacrifice, everyone who comes at the foot of the cross is promised that his life can also be balanced. So family, today I'd like to tell you that the only way that, that, that we can bring balance to our life, it begins when Jesus is at the center. When I, when I was uh, a teenager, uh, we, I had a bicycle. I had a bicycle. And this bicycle was kind of weird because this bicycle had the, the rear wheel was big and the front wheel was very small. And uh, you remember those bikes, Alex? And they, they were weird. And they were like, 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 uh, like those big old, uh, um, uh, how do they call those bicycles? Choppers. You know, but the big handles, it looked kind of weird. And what happened was that with my friends, we were jumping on speed bumps. And in one of those jumps, when, when, my, when I jumped, my, my bike would, would leave the ground like maybe like 20, 30 centimeters. And, um, <laughs> and what happened was that when I jumped, one of those jumps, the front wheel came off from the bike. And when it came off, I landed Again, but now I didn't have a wheel in the front. So the fork just landed on the ground and it was just like he says, a fork. And I flew. I landed on the blacktop on the street and I had a big scar on my face, a big old strawberry. Like if you slide on second base without pants, you know, just shorts. And you get all this red spot and, well, that's a different story that I'll tell you. Uh, but uh, uh, I had a big old red spot right here. My bike stopped working because it had lost the wheel. It had lost the ability to balance. It had lost the ability to go forward. It had lost the ability to be directed, conducted. It had lost the ability to be a bike because it lost what gave it balance, the other wheel. And you see what happens in our lives is that we have been scarred. We have been thrown down. We have been beaten. We have been hurt. And we're in pain. We don't want to get up from the ground sometimes because we think, okay, that's it. I'm done. This is where I belong. This is what happens for making those choices. And we feel the blame. We feel sad. We feel lonely. We feel abandoned. We feel like giving up with everything and about anything. And that's the moment, family. This is the moment when we have to remember that what we need is to bring balance again to our life. And the only one that can bring the balance is Jesus Christ. And see, we have a God that is so great that it doesn't matter how you lost your balance. It's not a limitation for Him to bring it to you. In fact, I want you to think about that. I want you to meditate on what is it that, that you need to bring balance into your life. And, and, and Alisa and, and Alexis are going to sing about this great God that we have that has no limits, that has no barriers. But He's always willing to bring you back up and give you the balance that you need.
our God has no limits. And when you allow him, him to be part of your life, you can be in tune with him. You can know the path. You can know the melody. You can know the rhythm. Because he understands where you are and he has a path for you. He knows the place where you ought to be. So if today you want to say, God, I want to start in this journey. This next five weeks we're going to be talking about this balance. And God, I want to start this journey with you. I want you to be part of my life. I want you to be in balance to my life. I want to pray for you. And I want to pray that, that you become honest with yourself, that, 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 that you focus on the plan that God has for your life so that then you can be experiencing that balanced life that he's offered. Let us pray. Emily, Father, we, we thank you, Lord, this morning because we cannot match with our actions what Jesus can do with his love. And, Father, because of that love that, that he's demonstrated to all of us, Today we claim that in his name we can gain balance again. Today, Father, we claim that even though we are not there yet, we claim victory in the name of Jesus. And today, Father, we claim the promise that even though we are not in heaven yet, heaven is already ours. Father, I pray for my family, for my friends, for everyone who today is willing to accept Jesus as the center of their life. And I pray for those who haven't because, Father, I know they need it. And I pray, Lord, that you open their minds, you open their hearts, and you open their, their, their whole life to the reality that what they need is Jesus. And, Father, as we wait for the coming, we want to be living in the coming. We want to be living in the kingdom today that Jesus said that he was already here. So, Father, we pray that, that as we continue in this journey to find balance in our life and to live a, a life of balance, we, we pray, Lord, that, that we experience the kingdom of God bringing balance into our life. Bring balance to our bodies. Bring balance to our mind. Bring balance to our spiritual relationship with you. Bring balance to our families, to our relationships. Bring balance to our emotions. And, Father, may we in that way be in tune with the plan, with the plan of Jesus that plan that you prepared for us even before the foundation of the world. And Father, we pray that this day be the beginning of a balanced life, a beginning of a life that is, that is going on the right way, a beginning of a life that is centered on the power and the love and the grace of Jesus Christ. Because it's in his name that we pray, in the name that all things come into being, in the name that makes everything possible. Amen.